On today's show, you should take the over on 44 and a half wins for the Dallas Mavericks. We'll tell you why and which other teams in the West were high on and low on on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. NBA champion. He hit it It's good. If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, subscribe, follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below let us know in the comment section will the mavericks go over or under FanDuel's 44 and a half win total mark so if you think they're gonna get 45 wins or more go over think 44 or under go under if you want to support the show text us get text alerts from us on mavs rumors and more subscribe to our subtext jared dudley was on mark stein's show this weekend i sent some of my thoughts and what you should listen to and what jared dudley said in text form uh things like that if you want to get that, subscribe to our subtext. Get them straight to your phone. And joining me, as always, co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, Studio 41, the Tuesday Titan, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Did you do anything fun on Labor Day? My wife made brownies. They were great. Oh, was anything Took my, I know. I, did a very, I had a very normal day today. So, Labor Day, off work, and... Uh, my Labor Day started off with my daughter walking in our bedroom saying, hey, I peed my bed. It's like, <laughs> cool. No joke. 6 a.m., my son walks in the room. Hey, I peed in the bed. Like, you've got to be freaking Did you leave the kidding. humidifier on? Like, what are you, what are you guys no, doing it's over like, there? It never fails. The days that you can't possibly sleep in a little bit or have, like, kind of a slow morning, it's stuff like that. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. And anyway. uh, I won't tell you what I did today. <laughs> you slept. i've been taking my dog on walks at 8 a.m because it's the the coolest part of the day which is strange you're always taught that like nighttime is the coolest but no it's 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 eight because the morning our our ecosystem here in dallas has finally cooled off after like hours and hours of 100 degree hours and hours like weeks well, in the day cycle of oh, yeah. the sun is just beating on. Anyway, t- today we're going to get into FanDuel's. Speaking o- of the suns. Yeah, speaking of the suns, the FanDuel thinks they're going to be a lot better. And we have their win totals from every single team. We're going to go through the West and talk about which teams we're really high on that we think they're going to hit their over, which teams we think are going to hit their under that are going to be worse than what FanDuel kind of projects. And let's start here. The Mavericks, win total over under, 44 and a half, meaning they think that they're right there. Uh, they'll you know, be either 45, 44, 43. They'll be right in that range, which is good. I think they think that they'll be at least about seven wins better than they were last year, which I can kind of, or you know, at least six, six wins better if that's where their over under is. It's like right in that area. And so I think this is a fine number. It is a hard one to hit, and that's the whole point of this, mm. is to try, you know, FanDuel's whole purpose in all these win totals is to put it right in the zone where it's hard to pick the over. It's also hard to pick the under, but to me, I don't think it's hard to pick the over. I I picked the over a 45 win team, a 46 win team, 47 win team. 
that's conceivable. I don't have to squint very hard to try and see this Mavericks team get seven more wins than last season. Yeah, so so 44 and a half. Last year they had 38. 44 wins last year. Uh the Warriors finished at 44, got got the Warriors the sixth seed. So we you know, we talk a lot about postseason basketball and hey, you gotta finish in the top six to kind of clear that play in tournament and yeah. all of that. You also look at all the other teams projected or their win total on FanDuel is at 44 and a half. There's a good little group of teams there, like the Timberwolves, Pelicans, OKC, and Sacramento, yeah. and Dallas, all at 44 and a half number. So they're all kind of like parent FanDuel's kind of like pairing those, you know, those groups, that group of team uh, teams together. And so it, it's more than just what's hard about some of these sometimes is like, hey, you can't go through all of them and just put the over because they're gonna play each other. Like not everybody can hit the over. Yeah. And this you know, someone's gotta go under. Um and for Dallas, it's kind of more for me. I picked the over and I have it, but it's not like I'm not saying it's like slamming the over. And just because I look at some of these other teams and also the current roster construction, like they still haven't made the trade yet. So I, you know, for a big man, and I still think they do. And if they, you know, if they do tomorrow, then I think it changes everything. Um, but, and, but I think that's the case. I think if you're looking at it right now saying, why, why is the Mavericks? Why, why are you picking them as the over? It's a couple things. It's, it's your whole training camp off season for Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic together. I just read the quotes from Mike Toby a few days ago about how Luka is in much better shape and taking more care of his body. Now he can, you know, he's noticed that and talked with him about it. Um, there's also like, I, I, like I said, I still think they're going to make a trade for a big man. So I still think that they're going to improve the roster uh, up front. So I do think, I think it's the over, but I'm not sitting there saying, dude, lock it in the bag, put money on it right now. I'll say that. I'll say lock it in. Put put, it, put the money in the background because I think that it's. I think it'd be pretty easy to find the Mavs seven more wins from last season. Cleaning the glass is a you know stat site that I subscribe to that have a number that's a win differential. Meaning if you take their advanced analytics, offensive rating, defensive rating, effective field goal rate, turnover rate, offensive rebound percentage, all that stuff, you put it all together in a in in a you know a machine. You shake it up and you spit out how many wins a team should have. The Mavs should have had four more wins last year just by their mm-hmm. numbers alone. So honestly, just luck would give them four more wins than last year. Then you think about how much they've gotten better. I also did that whole episode a couple of weeks ago about how the Mavericks had such terrible clutch games last season. They played 55 clutch games last season, 55 out of 82, 55 of their games came down to the final five minutes and they were within five points. That's the most since 2008. 2008 (laughs) Dallas also lost 12 games last season by one to three points. Only four other teams in the last 10 years have lost as many games by one to three points. It was Indiana, the 2022 season, Memphis 2018, and then Phoenix and Indiana in 2015. Like they're in rarefied air as far as teams that were bad in crunch time and in clutch games. And you flip some of those the other opposite way. I can easily find you seven more wins in that plus their numbers already. They should have been three, like four wins better according to cleaning the glass. Like, and the Mavericks improved depth wise. Like yet that deep depth that we've been talking about the, all right, sign Exum. You, you sign Seth Curry, you draft Omax, you draft Derek lively. You bring in Rashawn Holmes. Like your deep depth is so much better this season than it was last season. That I think is at least good enough for one more win or so. And like, 
Luca and Kyrie get on the same page, boom, all of a sudden, like you're there. It's the Luca and Kyrie duo that is what carries it to the over. That if you, we both firmly believe that the, that the duo works. All right. And the, the, you know, you start looking at some of the stats and stuff, even from last year. We know the record. We know five, the and record. 11, five and 11. Five and 11. Of them playing together at the end of last year. <laughs> but uh, I, I just, I kind of like throw that out right now. And I was just asked this over the weekend about someone like, hey, uh, so Kyrie and Luca, man, Kyrie signed. I mean, can they even play together? Like, it didn't look like they could at the, like, yes. <laughs> I'm not worried about them playing together. Had a positive uh, net rating. Outscored teams when they were on the court. Like, Yeah, I think it's the other stuff that is, the, like, we're we're high on a bunch of the other stuff, but it's still a lot of projection and when it comes to, like, Grant Williams taking a, a higher load. Like, you know, Josh Green taking a step forward. The yeah. rookies having an impact. Like, we keep on going, banking on a, a trade for a big man. Like, there's just a lot of stuff that there's a path where all of that happens, and they're a really, really good team. But what's the likelihood that it all happens? So I still have the over. I also look at the other teams in that in that range of, okay, if I think the, win, uh, the wins are going to be um, – kind of spread out like last year of hey 44 wins got the warriors the six seed in the west if i think it's like similar to that then you're projecting dallas as like a fifth or sixth seed in the west so then you know if you think they're going to hit the 45 46 win mark all right so that only leaves you just like what four teams over dallas and so then you start just stacking Dallas up against some of these other teams in there. And you're like, all right, do you like them better than Memphis? Do you like them better than the Lakers? Do you like them better than, and you just like keep on going there. So that's what also factors in for me. Once again, I take the over, but I'm not sitting there saying I'm, I'm not betting my house on it. Coming up. Let's talk about what other teams we would bet the house on in the West. Who do we have as a definite over? Who do we have as a definite under? I'm curious to see what Isaac's going to say about this. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, got to tell you about Bird Dogs. Isaac's got the hat on right now yeah. that we were, sent, we were sent for free, and you were sent for free if you ordered Bird Dogs the last time around. Now you can get a free water bottle with any purchase. It looks awesome. It's one of those, uh, you got to stay hydrated. It's, it's so hot outside all the time. You can get this Bird Dogs water bottle for free, and you can do it by buying Bird Dogs shorts. They're absolutely incredible. I wore some to the Wings game the other day. You can wear them to a business meeting if you got a more casual environment they're they're incredible they've got a liner in them you can wear them with or without underwear game changer <laughs> game game changer that you could do that Whoa. uh go check out their shorts they also have they also have joggers they have pants they have all kinds they have polos now too that new tab haven't seen this one before there's two two guys on a vespa and <laughs> their bird dogs polos they look awesome so go check it out birddogs.com slash locked on nba again promo code bird dogs or the promo code is locked on nba birddogs.com slash locked on NBA to get a free water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA to get a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you that. Explain yourself. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the raccoon squad, being an everydayer, subscribing and following the show on YouTube. We're so close to 27,000, which is blowing my mind. Let's uh, go. A listen on the podcast, a, a view on YouTube. We love them all the same. We'll be back tomorrow with more Maverick stuff. We'll be back the next day, Wednesday, Slovenia versus Canada. I think me and Sean Woodley are going to chop it up from Lockdown Raptors. So we'll have a real uh, Canadian, a real live Canadian on the show, breaking down Slovenia wow. versus, versus Canada. <laughs> and then 
Uh, Isaac and I will do more episodes all throughout the week. We're staying five days a week, by the way, all throughout okay. the off season. We're doing every day. Media day is going to be here before you know it. Oh, media day. So this excited. month, I'm so excited for it. Media day is where we got this, this clip. Explain yourself. Sorry. No, it's where we got the, no. it's where we got this one. People forget about Frank. Oh, <laughs> what are we going to get this year? I'm excited for that. All right, Isaac, we, we, texted each other before this said pick two teams that you're high on that are going to go over their win total and pick two teams that you're low on that are going to go under their win total we just kept it to the west give me your first team that you're going over on (sighs) okay i think this team is going to be popular um to take the under on and i i'm i'm actually going over on that's memphis I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be a really popular pick because of the jaw stuff for people yeah. to say, "Hey, they're gonna take a step back." Yep. They finished, you know, what top three in the West last year, but I I think they're. I'm really big on Taylor Jenkins. I think he's a really good coach, and I just like a lot of the roster stuff. I mean, who cares? They lost Dylan Brooks, but Jaron Jackson Jr. They added Marcus Smart. Like they have. And, you know, you look at the record when they didn't have jaw, you know, last year when he was hurting stuff. I mean, it was more than just main, you know, keeping the, the ship afloat. I mean, they kept on winning games and, and all of that. So I, I actually, I actually think that they're going to, I don't think they're going to dig themselves a big hole. So, you know, while jaw misses those first 25 games, I, I think they're going to be just fine. I take slide over on them. Memphis won 51 games last year. They're over <laughs> under is 46 and a half this year. So that's way lower. That's four, basically four game, four wins less on their over under. They could they could win four four less wins than last year and still hit the over on that, which is, is yeah. kind of wild. There's only three teams in the West that have a uh, a win total over under that is less than their wins from last year. Memphis four less, the Kings three less, and the Jazz one less. Uh, they're the, you know their over under is is less than yeah. what their wins were last year. And so I'm with you on the Grizzlies, although I, I have a hard time because they lost both Jaw and Tyus. Well, Jaw's going to be gone for 25 games, so what, you know, about a third of the season or so. Yeah. And then Tyus Jones is gone too. And so it's a lot on Marcus Smart, a lot on Desmond Bain. Can Jaron Jackson Jr. take another step forward? Can he stay out of foul trouble? Can they, Aldama. Can, Aldama, Aldama's been great for Spain. Maybe he takes a Larry Markkinen type you know, step forward where he plays really well in international ball comes over to the NBA and you know carries that over. The the thing is for them, they've got to have one of these guys, Roddy, LaRavia, uh, maybe Kenny Lofton. They got Derek Rose too. No, I'm, I'm just talking about the, one of their young guys. Like one of their young guys yeah. has to take a step. Zyre Williams. Uh, Williams. One of those guys has to take a step forward and be a real rotation player. And they haven't really had that yet. Unless yeah. it's David Roddy playing the Mavericks. It's, it's the only time that's happened. <laughs> so I, I couldn't get myself to, to bet the over on the Grizzlies on that. Okay. For that reason. Give me one of yours. Another one. When you said it was going to be a popular team, I thought this was the the team you were going with. The New Orleans Pelicans. Oh. 44 and over. 44 and a half is their their over under on on FanDuel. And their win total last year was 42. So they think that they're going to be a little bit better than last year. They got 29 games from Zion Williamson. You're hoping for more on that. Seems like he's been in the gym. Seems like he's at least been getting busy. Then yeah. there's then there's Brandon Ingram. He only played 45 games. So if you get a healthy Brandon Ingram season, he's at Team USA. He's not getting a ton of run right now. He's kind of been relegated to a role player. And so maybe he wants to prove himself next year 
even so, if they get 82 games of Brandon Ingram, even 70 games of Brandon Ingram, that's a big step forward. They also just have such a deep rotation to me. Here's their top rotation right now. Zion, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Trey Murphy, Jonas Valanciunas, Herb Jones, Larry Nance, Najee Marshall, Jose Alvarado, Cody Zeller. That's 10. That's like a, that's a very solid 10 that you can yeah. roll out. Plus Dyson Daniels, who we saw with Australia and Jordan Hawkins, their rookie, good shooter that we, oh, yeah. we were, we liked in the draft process. And so you've got some swing guys too. EJ Liddell is another guy too. I think they're getting back. They've got a couple of swing guys too, that could really take steps forward for them. And so I think they'll get more. I think they'll get two more wins than they did last year, or three more wins than they did last year, and that gets them the over. Yeah, I, I actually took them on, on the over. Uh, also, um, you know, for me, because naturally when you do this, you also kind of naturally do the standings too. As I'm sitting there, like, all right, where do I, th- who do I think is going to be a top six, top four? You know, the, the those bottom five teams, and I'm like. For me, it was this battle between the Wolves and Pelicans. Yes. Yeah. They're and, the same, 44 and a half. It's, it's the same for both. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I feel like for one, I got to take the over and the other, I got to take the under. And that's <laughs> what I did. So I took the under on Minnesota, mainly because I just, I don't know. There's just something about the cat go bear pairing. I'm just not about, even though I love Ant, but, um, but no, I'm with you on the Pelicans. Yeah. It's like, I love Ant-Man, but Quantumania just wasn't, I love Ant-Man. I love Kang, but Quantumania was not a good movie. <laughs> no, it wasn't at all. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that was the other one was Pelicans. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, I'm just saying I had the over on them. Oh, I actually, yeah. I mean, I went through every team and did over under in the West here. So, um, do you want me to give you a surprise over? Oh yeah, yeah. Or give, like, me a, give me a surprise over for sure. Okay, Houston. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. That, okay. Houston, 22 <laughs> wins last year. Their over-under is 31 and a half. They think they're going to be 10 wins better than last year. All right. Here's an – I love to crap on Houston, all right? 10 wins. They got an adult in the locker room in Van Vliet. I'm, I'm, I'm huge on super young teams adding a veteran point guard. Van Vliet's a, a, a good b- basketball player to four of those guys. Dylan Brooks, don't understand it. All right, I get all of that. <laughs> I like a lot of their young guys. I'm high on Jabari Smith. I don't know what Jalen Green's going to be, but they got a, a lot of young pieces. But the big thing's Udoka too. And it's like, I don't think Udoka's going to come in and just like, hey, guys, we're just going to tank this sucker out. Like, they want to take, take a step forward. That's why yes. they handed $80 million to a mediocre player in Dylan Brooks, and then they paid a you know a gazillion dollars to, for Van Vliet. They want to take a step forward. Udoka wants to do that too. So I'm – I think that they're going to improve. Like, I don't think they're a play in team, but you look at like the jazz last year, they finished with what? 36, 37 wins. 37. I could see, I could totally see Houston winning like 34 games next in next year. And they have a, a good little spurt and the guys like take a step forward. Ime Doka has been on the record saying that nobody is guaranteed minutes except for really Fred Van Vliet. Good. He's, he's just saying nobody get- resetting your culture. This dude's going to come in there and yeah. It's a lot on Ime Odoka, but to get them 10 more wins than last year, that's going to be tough. I think it's that's gonna, a lot. It's going to be tough for them starting out. It's going to be a big culture shock for some of these guys. Because I think with the Houston team or with the Texas teams, I think it's going to be popular for the the Spurs one to be an over. And for me, I took the under. Oh, yeah. Because I still think that I still think they're going to suck a lot. But I think the Victor stuff is going to push people to be like, dude, they're. Could they be good? I mean, was it Bill Simmons like month, you know, a month ago? It was like, 
dude, can they go for it now? Like, could they, could they win now <laughs> and go get some guys? It's like, love you, Bill, but come on. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I just think Houston, yeah, Houston's going to be over. Good overs C- coming up. Let's talk about the unders. Who's definitely going under on their win total over unders. I've got two teams that were in the playoffs last year. We'll talk about both of them coming up. So I want to, you know, be able to touch the car. All right, Isaac, let's get into our FanDuel win total over-unders. We talked about teams that are definitely going over. We think the Mavericks are going over. Pelicans, Rockets. Let's talk about teams that are going under. I'm going to start with this one. The Warriors, to me. No! Is one that didn't really make a lot of sense. Warriors last year, 44. No, they're, they're over this thing. 44 wins last year. 48 and a half. Actually, I put 48.4. It should be 45. 48 and a half is there. So they think they're going to be five wins better than yeah. last year. Okay, here's the case that they'll be better. They only got 56 games of Steph Curry last year. Only 37 of Andrew Wiggins. They move on from the Jordan Poole drama. They bring in Chris Paul. Maybe Moody and Kuminga take a step forward. Like, that's your case. for the yeah, double, You the just double. sold all of it right there. Well, Listen, <laughs> this is the game we play. We can sell both I think sides. They have a, I think they have a better record than the Suns next year. That you can you can believe that, and still they don't hit the forty. They don't hit forty nine fifty wins. Okay. Here's the case against it: Chris Paul coming in as their big addition. He's gonna be he's thirty eight years old. We already thought that he was on the decline, and it already seemed yeah. like he was on the decline. Also, we don't think I don't know how well he's gonna fit. How how good is a Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson defensive backcourt at this point? In their career. Steph Curry is 35 years old. Has a bunch of injuries. Was injured last year. Could be again. Klay Thompson and Draymond Green, 33 years old each. And Klay Thompson's had a bunch of injuries. Draymond Green's going to be a player that can't live forever in the NBA because of you know his size. And as soon as he slows down, I, I think it's just going to go quickly for him. You get Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney. They're still in their primes. Gary Payton the second. He's you know good role player, bringing whatever he brings. Dario Saric was was another addition that they brought. I think that'll be solid for them. The Moody and Kuminga thing is what swings this for me. And I, I just mm. don't know if Steve Kerr's ready for those guys to take a step forward. And I don't know if they're ready to take a step forward. So the injuries, the age, the question mark of the roster construction and all that. I, I, I don't know if I can get to 49, 50 wins for this team. That's what you have to do to get over. I, I could see them getting 46, 47. Great. But I don't know about 50. Yeah, I think they hit 50 wins. I'm pretty high on them for next year. I think you get, for all the stuff you said at the beginning of that, I'm all in on. And I think when you get a lot of the- Listen, I'm going to take the over because of the case that you made. <laughs> exactly, for the case that you made on that. Uh, let me go to another playoff team, and I'll do Phoenix. So Phoenix <laughs> Phoenix yeah, is over under set at 52 and a half. Last year, they had they had 45 wins. I get it. They got the best big four in the league with Katie Booker, you know, Beal and, and, and Aiton. Uh, the one thing I think that hurts me more than anything is uh, with me saying under is Frank Vogel, just because I think yeah, Vogel's a really good coach. Forward. And so I'm like, eh, it makes me a little uneasy. I just think that the, the depth stuff is going to come back to him in the long run. If playoffs, I think that's a different, different story. But 50, 53 wins, um, I, I think they're like 50 to 52. I think they're slight under. I think they're a top three team in the West and all that. I just don't think they're – like I, I have Denver over. I think Denver goes over 53 and a half. I think they're going to be an incredible regular season team. But Phoenix, I just I, – I can't get there. Them 
being like a 60 win team and all that. I think they got a lot to figure out as far as roles and defense and ball handling and all that. And injury for them too. I mean, the FanDuel thinks that they're going to be seven wins better with all their moves. And they, you know, they lost a little, a little depth, gained it back, but they're talking, they're taking some risks on some like end of the bench guys to try to take a step yeah. up, right? They're not asking, okay, guaranteed end of the, guaranteed rotation players to be rotation players for them. They're asking end of the bench guys to become rotation players bowl, bowl. for them. I mean, I saw a Suns media person this weekend put five different lineups out there and say, which one of these is the best starting lineup for the Suns? And one of them had Bull Bull in it. And I was like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? I mean, they got Eric Gordon too. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. Like, that's what I'm saying. I think for them, it's all about just being healthy and having it figured out for the playoffs. Yeah. And Cause then your rotation shrinks and all that. I just think it's going to take a little bit of time at the beginning and to where they don't hit that 54 number. Well, time to gel, but then also injuries for them too. Kevin Durant yeah. missed a bunch of games. Bradley Beals missed games. You got to figure that out. Eric Gordon's older. You got Booker and Aiton, but also the Aiton thing is kind of a swing piece. They thought he was going to get traded. Yeah. Monty Williams isn't there anymore. Frank Vogel is. What if him and Frank Vogel don't get along and all of a sudden that becomes an issue again? Then a- they- a- Aiton thought he wasn't getting the ball before. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, he doesn't get it now. Then all of a sudden he's traded for Sean Holmes and Tim Hardaway Jr. And then... No, like yeah. we have a completely different like Suns team on our hands. All right, my other one that I, I don't I think will go under <sighs> pains me to say it. I'm sorry, Matt George. The Sacramento Kings. Oh. 48 wins last year. They're over wait, under. Right, wait, did you write this before JaVel signed? Or <laughs> I just want you to remember that. It was in the stars. I I knew it before. Okay. I knew it before it was written. Sacramento Kings, 48 wins last year. They're over under 44 and a half. So they've got to drop four wins somewhere. They were really healthy last year. Their top eight, you go, you know, Fox, Sabonis, all the way down to Davion Mitchell. Their top eight all played 73 to 82 games. <laughs> That's a lot of games. That's a lot of games for all those lot. guys to play. And then they played into the playoffs. And like, I just think that just health-wise and just, you know, the odds of, of them doing that again are going to be hard. Also, they're going to be a hunted this year. They're not going to be a surprise team mm-hmm. that comes out of nowhere and say, oh, my gosh, this offense is – the best in the NBA, and we didn't expect this. We expected to play the Kings, the Kings, Kings. We're playing the you know, the Sacramento Kings. You know, like we're playing this good team all of a sudden, and they're not going to sneak up on anybody next year either. And so, between those things, I think they drop four or five wins, and then all of a sudden you're at forty four wins, and you're under this over under. I'm tough. I have the slight over on them because they're kind of in the Grizzlies thing for me. I think they didn't make any like big splashy thing this off season. I think they're going to be popular to like take a step back, but I kind of like this younger team who did well last year, betting on continuity and bringing some of the, you know, they added some other pieces. I mean, JaVale is a massive addition for them. So <laughs> JaVale uh, still got it. Yeah. You haven't taken it out. Let's go. Uh, but no, I think Mike Brown's a really good coach too. I have two. I have two. I want to do one super quick, and then I want to focus on the Lakers last. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with Luca Doncic. Okay, so the Jazz. I think the Jazz are under for me, and the biggest argument I have for it is who else is trying to tank right now? Like who else is going yeah, to the season? Saying, saying like, all right, who's going for the top picks next year? Because I don't think the Rockets are. I already made the Rockets thing. And then you just start going down the list from there. I don't think OKC is like going to the bottom, at least starting out the year that way. Well, the so, one team, the one team that is that is not on here because FanDuel doesn't have their win totals with the Blazers. Yeah, so it's like 
Portland and I think San Antonio too. Yeah. But I just I think the Jazz are going to be in that camp too. We're marketing's going to have like I don't know his shoes going to come untied and he's going to be out for half the year, <laughs> something like that. So, uh, but anyway, let me let me talk about the Lakers real well, quick. So the Jazz don't have any guards either. I mean, you got two guards. You have Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson. And after that, Keontae George. At, at Keontae George, like that, you, that you're trying to find a playmaker somewhere in there, and you, I just don't think you can. All right, so the Lakers, forty-seven and a half is their number. Last year they won forty-three. They gave big contracts to Austin Reeves and well, not, I mean, all NBA, honestly, all pro. What wasn't even like a big contract? It's a pretty good deal. Uh, big contract for Rui, and I just wonder. I mean, yes, what factors into me taking a slight under on this? Anthony Davis injury history, yep. LeBron James. I mean, at some point, like will father time. I mean, he has been going backwards a little bit. He's still putting up big time numbers, but it's still another year older. But it's also some of the like role pieces that I think just hit really well last year. That was it just a one hit wonder? Did they overpay Rui or really continue growing? Austin Reeves, I like him. I mean, I think it's getting a little out of hand right now. It feels like every week there's some like random podcast discussion that's getting thrown around on Twitter that's like, who'd rather have Austin Reeves or Donovan Mitchell? It's like, I don't know. Let me make a case for Reeves. It's like, what, what are we doing right now? And uh, so. I don't know. I'm just kind of I'm I'm kind of in that camp. Of, I'll take the slight under for him. The the big case for the Lakers to go under is you get one Anthony Davis injury, all of a sudden, it's Jackson Hayes, and then that that kid from summer league, Colin Castleton, that like you know that, that white guy that steps up. Maybe maybe the Lakers hit it out of the park with another undrafted white guy. <laughs> he makes it work. He looks really good at summer league, at least the games that I saw. But like. All of a sudden, you're you're doing Jackson Hayes at center, and that's it. Like that, those are the only until they sign Christian Wood. They have zero players over seven feet tall right now. That's pretty wild. I know. So yeah, the, the, the Anthony Davis of, injury thing is is that's the big case for the Lakers to go under. Speaking of LA, also I put a slide under for the Clippers. I don't know what the Clippers are gonna do, man. Like or what they're gonna. It be. would it would not shock me if like Kawhi or Paul George is traded before Christmas. Um just because of some of their contract stuff and all of that, or they could like have a really good year and have a really good record. I, I just, I don't know. I put the under because yeah, LA shout out. It's just, yeah, it's just weird. Westbrook still with them signed to that, that good deal. Like they could be, they could hit their over because all of a sudden Westbrook makes them better. Cause he seemed to be what they needed, but then do they get Harden? They also have like the, so the new the new arena opening next season. If they get Harden, I would I would take their under. <laughs> Harden, Westbrook, Kawhi, PG. That's just, what are we doing? Put, put them on hard knocks. What are we doing? You know that Marcus Morris doesn't get his respect though. <laughs> did he say this somewhere? No. Did you see that the NBA Central account tweeted this compilation of Marcus Morris like greatest hits like highlights? I was like Marcus. Oh, Mo- that was Marcus that was Morris doesn't clip. get his doesn't get his respect, and like Markeith was like sharing it and everything. Like finally, Mark, finally. What was the highlight of him? Like Trevin Luca? Bunch of bunch of jumpers, man. Just bunch of just yeah. solid looking jumpers, threes. Him stepping on Luca's ankle and heel. Great stuff. Interesting. Him secretly switching places with Markeith Morris at times when they need to be better. <laughs> He can switch with him now. I think Mark. I think Mark is a play for Dallas. Let us know over under on the Dallas Mavericks forty four and a half. Let us know in the comment section. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to our subtext, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs.
Peace out. Boom!